You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Our three audio diarists have been doing a great job for us at this year's Vuelta a España. So great a job that we've got too much material for one episode. Today's Kilometer Zero features James Knox of De Koenig Quick Step. His is a familiar voice to listeners of the Cycling Podcast, of course. Tomorrow's will feature Pavel Sivakov of Ineos Grenadiers and John Bow of Euskadel Euskadi. In previous Grand Tours, James has been able to tell us about fighting for the top 10 on GC or riding in support of the race leader. At this year's Vuelta, he has, as he tells us, been struggling for form and fitness, and he seems at a loss as to why. It's to his credit that having committed to keeping an audio diary for us, he's kept at it, and we hear a raw account of battling through a Grand Tour when your legs and body don't appear to be willing. So it's a rest day and um, we're trying something new. Been getting slated for the audio quality so um, I've got a little, little downloaded app here and you know taking things seriously now so hoping this is a bit clearer you can all hear me whinging because um, that seems to be the general trend and I've got a good whinge today I've made it to the rest day easy day uh, we're in Roquetas del Mar which without slagging places off isn't the prettiest place in the world um, we're in a bit of a yeah we're in a massive resort actually um, punters everywhere everyone on holiday uh, making sure everything's COVID proof as possible for the race um, <laughs> tongue in cheek obviously so getting through that because yeah I would say this is not up there on best rest day hotels but it is what it is I've gone for a little spin this morning with the boys rolling around um, not much not much to look at pretty poor area if I'm being honest other than that just some like all the sort of like Almeria greenhouses that you see from the from the TV from the helicopters when they do races down here the the garden of Europe I think they call it basically everyone's fruit and veg coming from these these greenhouses down here but anyway I'll get to the point we're rolling back into to the hotel seven of, seven of us rode today Bert didn't ride because he had some saddle sores we're on a bike path coming back I'm man seven, I'm in the pocket I'm, you know, slotted in between the last two guys And I guess in truth, we're all, we're all sleeping we're all, we're all away with the fairies Not concentrating But anyway, after a couple of K on this bike path A glorious bike path There was nothing, just, you know, easy Nicely surfaced Nothing to worry about There's one bollard And, yeah no one, no one points out the bollard. No one calls the bollard. Like I said, everyone's sleeping, and yeah, I'm in the back, properly sleeping. Also, don't know where I'm gazing out to, but I'm definitely not gazing out to the to the bike path ahead of me. And I just take this bollard full on, full on, straight over the bars, big somersault, yeah, and land straight on my ass, feet facing forward, hands by my side. And I just lie there, I just lie there thinking, oh, this has got to be, this can't be f***ing real, this has got to be a joke. 
all the boys turn around as you would making sure I was okay but I just lied there closed my eyes closed my mouth I think they were worried there was a bit of a call an ambulance chat going on but eventually after 20 seconds of just letting it letting it really just let it sink in but yeah you know I just wanted to I just wanted to open my eyes and be anywhere other than on a bike path having hit the deck for nothing but anyway managed to come away very 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 unscathed um, which is always great which is you know one of the top things about crashing when you manage to hit the deck and you're fine got a little cut on my shoulder cut some bar tape but yeah I mean I think Tom Daly would have been impressed because it was close to landing on my feet there um, that was it really that's been my day um, that's been looming over me like a dark cloud for at least six hours now uh, <laughs> definitely taking the edge off um, yeah and I went out and sat under a palm tree read a book tried to fall asleep couldn't fall asleep read a bit of my book reading a book on English history it's quite good actually what's it called something like quick story of England or something oh yeah yeah not bad don't mind history couldn't do it at school but reading stuff about it it's quite nice sharing a room with Florian we just basically got to the part where I didn't even know this but we had 400 years of being ruled by French kings speaking French so a little bit of a chip on my shoulder now looking over my shoulder in the room a bit angry a bit passive aggressive now knowing this other than that tomorrow interesting day bit of a San Remo day very curious actually it looks like a hard climb to finish we've got cross tail to start crosswind all day it's blowing blowing a hoolie right now here um, it's supposed to be less windy tomorrow but it's a road along the sea all day we've had uh, almost echelons quite a few times now but not quite happened uh, mainly because of uh, yeah I think just generally when you got so many teams with so much to lose and not so much to gain it kind of changes the the dynamics of the old echelon echelon racing especially Spanish roads quite wide as well um, which makes a bit of a difference in general you know it's not like being put in a gutter on a two meter wide Belgian lane where there's just nowhere to hide here in Spain some of the wider roads you can actually hide a bit and it does make it a little bit different so we'll see tomorrow um, and also yeah that climb in the finish looks hard looks a lot lot harder than it says in the road book so I think a lot of the GC teams will be nervous and I think they'll want to let a breakaway go from Quickstep's point of view decoding Quickstep that is we'll have to be up there for breakaways I, I don't think it's a climb that Fabio can survive looking at the gradients looking at the distance and yeah quite alarmingly for me it's a hairy running it's um, south of Spain a bit like yesterday those dusty glossy roads close to the finish could be some big risks a lot of nervous people uh, also to be in front 
on the climb for the descent for the breakaway going full people trying to make yeah trying to win the race basically off the descent so sat here right now hope everyone gets around all right i hope we don't have any disasters but yeah it looks not a recipe for disaster because of the race but just i just don't trust these these spanish these particularly uh, here in the south of spain yeah it's just it's just glossy dusty yeah and we saw it yesterday so i'm already scared shitless clearly yeah i won't you won't see me take taking off on the top of the climb for a mad descent that's for certain um i think that's about it i think that's the day summed up hope you enjoyed that one hope the audio audio quality was a bit better give me any feedback hit me with any questions um oh yeah we we also passed Nurha tomorrow had a family holiday there roughly about 18 20 years ago um so that'll be the first time back in a long long time i don't think i'll remember any of it and mum and dad have uh, set sail on their trip to come and meet me for the last last week in uh of the welter also hopefully they don't jinx anything but they've made it to france today they're gonna see my uncle and be there for like the last week or so so yeah that'll be nice that's uh that's a little boost for morale and yeah that's my rest day blog thanks for everyone for the comments and the everything cheers as always really positive really upbeat really you know filling everyone with uh <laughs> full of morale for the on um yeah tired to be honest uh stage 10 done stage 10 from Riquez de Mar to Rincon de Mar no Rincon de la Victoria um long day on the bike uh, with all the neutrals and everything 206k today on my uh wahoo but yeah the major talking point for us, obviously, Maori getting second, doing a really good ride. He spent a lot of legs getting into the breakaway to start off with because it wasn't easy, and he was pretty determined. So, take off my my hat off for that. And then, yeah, sounds like he did a really, yeah, everything he could behind uh, Michael Storo was just too strong today again for his second stage win. Um, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty full gas day especially to get going I think it was two hours until the breakaway went um, a lot of these in between days where I think everyone's looking at it now if you're not if you're not in GC that yeah the chance for victory is getting up the road and that was basically the plan for all of us today except yeah except Fabio and and, and Bert really um, took a long time like I said we even had some spots of rain quite a few guys crashed on some slippy roundabouts because it's just I'm talking the tiniest amount of rain that just just the icing on the cake and real dusty rain as well rain from the Sahara that left dust all over the bikes and cars and everything so uh, yeah a lot of uh, a lot of sprinting and chasing and trying to be in front to start off with 
Um, and then the Pacos got harder and harder and harder as well. Rolling along the coast, Costa del Sol. And it just wouldn't go, to be honest. And everyone was having a hard time. Bajoli appeared to be up the road and gone a couple of times on some of the harder little climbs. And he was gone. And then a group with Maori in it, I think another 15, 20 guys, went across. Um, but at that point behind, the bunch must have only been... 60 riders when the 30 guys went we all stopped and there was only 60 of us left most of our boys in there I think Fabio and Seneschal were in the in the group that came back only yeah to a couple of minutes later when we'd all stopped but yeah really really out and out racing to be up the road um, and then yeah that was that's where the racing was at we were happy to get two guys in obviously um, some teams did have three personally a little bit you know hold my hands up wasn't good enough to get in the breakaway for one and yeah not really shouldering my own responsibilities yeah I couldn't really help the boys as much as I like to cover moves and stuff just yeah tried to be in front but um that was basically killing me just doing that today um yeah really really hard no excuses or anything just yeah didn't really have the legs to to do much more than that um and then yeah yeah, where to go from there? Uh, the racing kicked off in front, and the racing also kicked off behind. I just sat up, enjoyed my uh, roll into the finish, did that last climb on my own, which was nice. Got to enjoy it with the fans, throw some bottles to kids, the nice things. Um, getting cheered on, lone soldier getting cheered on, a few little waves, and then creep down the last descent and got caught by a decent sized group. I guess big big talking point of the day also was Roglic dropping everyone and then dropping himself outrageous he's got some balls hasn't he but uh seems to dust himself off pretty well fair play and yeah shorter stage tomorrow uh, only 130 kilometers tends to lead to aggressive racing quite a hard final but not an out-and-out climb. So, bit of an interesting one. Difficult to say if it will be a reduced sprint or if any one of the likes of uh, Michael Matthews, Aaron Buru, Magnus Cornelsen, any of those guys or the teams will go for that reduced sprint sprint to try and have a chance. Or if a break will go. Um, Certainly Wanty will be dead, dead chuffed to keep their red jersey. Chapeau to them. And Odekin, great to see. So yeah, that could also be a big, big part of tomorrow also with uh, Wanty determined to keep keep a lid on the red jersey. Um, maybe keep the, the brake dangling nearby if it does go early. Um, I'm expecting a big fight like today. But um, yeah, as always, plenty of factors going into the racing. Um, but another day to get stuck in and see what happens. You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. My name is Justin McQuarrie. I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm 25 years old. 
Uh, I've had type 1 diabetes since I was two years old, um, so I, I don't really know life without diabetes. I've um, been racing bikes for 10, 12, 13 years now, um, and that's yeah, what I love to do. So we're here in Hulgate um, at the Center for Sports um, in Normandy um, with Team Nova Nordisk for the Talent ID Camp. I think 20, 24 riders here that are trying out to get a spot on the development team um, and then eventually one day on the Team Nova Nordisk um, professional team. Uh, so I've, I've not known life without diabetes and thankfully my parents and everyone around me from a really young age never really, really never said that you can't do anything. You just have to make sure you're on top of managing your diabetes and if you, if you do that then you can do pretty much whatever you want. Um, I started uh, cycling when I was pretty young and really enjoyed it and didn't do terribly at it as a sport um, then started uh, racing a bit when I was a junior um, got in touch with uh, Dan Holt um, right when I was uh, transferring out of junior into under 23 ranks and rode for the development team for several years um, previously and then um, when I, I think 2017 or so um, started riding for some uh, domestic teams in the U.S. Um, but now I'm back here trying to trying again to get back another spot on the pro a spot on the pro team again because um, they've got they do the they do the big races they do the races that we all want to go to and um, get seen on a world stage from both sport and diabetes front. I only just realised that I. Uh forgot about the diary yesterday so that basically sums up where we're at we're on the we're on the right track now it's been a dark few days getting to halfway but past halfway feels good um it's been a long time coming guess we can briefly sum up yesterday whilst i'm here whilst i've got nothing better to do shot on hard day brake barely got a gap jumbo vismer and mitch some control Directly from the break was gone. It was still a big fight for, to get in the breakaway. Could have taken an hour or so, I reckon. And then, yeah, Magnus Cotnielsen almost pulled off something special. And instead, we got a Roglic crossing the line with a select group on that Muro, wall to the line. Just a K there that sort of kicked up in two different 20% ramps with a little flat bit in the middle. But yeah, it was a hard day. Cotnielsen had his. Really had his day today. How strong is he? Holy mother of... Wow. Uh, two breaks in a row. And yeah, one today. Incredible. Um, obviously, we were a bit more involved today. Yesterday, we still had the plan that we'd see how bad Jolie went. Also, yeah, ducking and diving in moves if a bigger move went. Um, it wasn't a big move. It wasn't a big move again today. So... Yeah, with the idea that Bagioli would be our man. Yesterday he didn't have the legs, he didn't feel good. He'd had that crash last Sunday and he was also in the break. Wow, memory's getting bad here. What day are we on? He was in the break Tuesday, so yeah. It was all a bit much for him yesterday, but today did a cracking job. Really, really cracking job. I can't believe that he got so close to almost coming around Cotton He has some kick for a, for a small guy. Yeah, from a standing start, he'll leave you in the dirt because he's just, uh, yeah, light and he's just got a kick. How's he got such a kick? I don't get it. I just 
yeah, I'm just an awful cyclist compared to him. I just don't, can't get near him. Wow. But yeah, we tried to take care of him. Uh, when we, when, well, we weren't going to take responsibility, but when UAE started riding almost as soon as the breakaway went, and it was only eight guys, and it took it took 100 kilometers, which we did in two hours today, uh, high into Cordoba, and we also did in uh, Bacon Heat, my Wahoo. My Wahoo was more fried than I was. It got up to 46 degrees on a couple of occasions, and uh, average temperature on the... On the compute was 41, but I think realistically, average average air temperature was about 37, but in Cordoba it was, yeah, it was stinking. It was real hot. Obviously a lot of drinks, lots and lots of water. I reckon it's hard to uh, get the right amount of fuel in because you don't really want to eat in this in this heat and drinking uh, water goes down so much better. But obviously... Not much nutritional value in water, is there? It doesn't really get you around 175k on water alone. But yeah, that's just a little minor detail. Don't worry about that. I felt like we were all quite organised and sitting pretty first time on the, on the first climb. Maori and Badgie were ahead, and the rest of us only 20, 30 places behind. And then obviously there was a big crash. There was quite a few big favourites in there. Roglic again. Yates. Maybe there were only two big, big names, or guys right up there, but there was there was certainly 20 guys or so on the deck. Maori came down. Um, when I came past, he was like awkwardly just sort of on a barbed wire fence, which didn't look nice at all, but he's actually okay. He's got a few scratches, but nothing wrong. And I don't really know what happened in the crash, to be honest. Sounds silly to say, but from behind where I was, you're always in stress, panic, when you realise there's something, an incident ahead. So I'm feathering the brakes, hoping hoping for the best, expecting a, a dangerous corner. And then, yeah, just rolled, rolled around. Nothing dangerous at all, apart from the fact that there was 20 bodies on the floor um, in ditch as well. So, yeah. And that also split it to pieces. Um, difficult for me to say if there was any acceleration, but certainly at that moment we were on the sort of plateau over the climb and going down to a descent and the I got caught a little bit behind it because I was on the right-hand side, braking hard, not wanting to get caught up. Um, and it was sort of rolling up to the first summit there and uh, chasing hard to get back to the front because sort of expecting it to split to shreds. Just managed to get back on by the skin of my teeth for the descent where I, I reckon there was only 60 of us in front, really, at that moment. Maybe more. But anyway, we came down to the descent and, and the guys who were left behind came back on pretty fast when we got off to the descent. Probably another 40 guys, but I'd sort of cut myself a bit getting back to the front to help Andrea stay with him, take the descent, uh, took a couple of bottles, and then by the time we got to the last climb, I was I was fried, yeah. Also got a job to do tomorrow. I'll be riding the front by the sounds of it, so when I realised I wasn't going to get anywhere, tried to take it easy, save a bit of legs. Do feel like I'm coming around a little bit actually, which is a uh, positive um, in terms of legs to do something. But yeah, still again, very hard, very hot. Yeah, Cordoba. Just been told it's Europe's hottest sea, and it lived up to the hype, didn't it? It was hot. Other than that, lots and lots of olives for the last couple of days. Olive groves, as far as I can see. Um, oh yeah, been asked about Andrea. 
yeah, big talent, isn't he? Um, showed what he was about on that finish to Calera, the 2K climb. Almost took on Roglic there, which basically says it all, you know, sort of talent, sort of ability he has. And almost came around Cot Nielsen in a sprint today after a hard day, so... Yeah, I think he's got a big, big, big future ahead of him. Kind of reminds me of Kwiatowski, Kwiato. You know, he's powerful but small, you know, he's quite well built, he's muscular. Um, in terms of the person, very laid back, very, quite quiet actually. Not your stereotypical flamboyant Italian. The opposite really, it's kind of hard to, you have to sort of poke him a bit to get much out of him. But yeah, he's, yeah, really easy. Super relaxed, so yeah, never any stress racing with him or anything like that, so yeah. Very nice guy. I used to race with his brother also back when I was an amateur in Italy. I think his brother still rides for Vital Concept BB Hotels, actually. But, uh, yeah, Andreas certainly uh, overshadowing his brother for the minute. Hey, everyone. Saturday morning now. Uh, didn't do the audio diary last night, but I had a, a great night celebrating. Florian's victory, his first Grand Tour victory, his first big victory, I'd say. Uh, it's been been coming for a long time. A lot of strong performances and a lot of impressive work as a teammate. So very, very happy for him. Um, he was chuffed, as you can imagine. Um, yeah, I think he deserves applaudits because he also did a quite incredible sprint there. I know it was split to pieces, but told me what he did for 30 seconds, launching from 400 metres to go onto that Alpazin rider and then holding off Trenton and it was some sprint, so yeah, it was, I thought it was quite a spectacle. Um, I was actually back in the cars, car two in the convoy, heading the window, enjoying this victory uh, with Bramai in the second DS. Yeah, like the old days, celebrating watching the TV, 4K down the road and then just got to roll in on my own. After a hard day's work, yeah, it was sort of ideal situation for me to have to ride. Three guys went away. Uh, three guys who kind of wanted the airtime and weren't too worried about getting to the line or I guess they didn't fancy their chances. But regardless, kind of made sure they didn't even get their hopes up. I know it's a bit of a, a silly game, but and I'm sure the TV commentators and everyone at home are saying give them four or five minutes and they'll go faster and they'll start thinking they want to they can make it to the line but in the end they're still strong guys and 58-59 kilos I didn't really fancy giving three strong blokes five minutes just for them to accelerate in the last 50k to have to go full gas um, so yeah we always kept them on a real tight leash just to really kill the morale and sometimes they'd slow up and then we'd slow up and that game sort of goes on and on and on all day and it's a hot day as well so yeah everyone's suffering a bit and trying to take care of themselves recover the best they can but uh, yeah then there's the big Belgian attack in the crosswinds out of nowhere we went from 30k an hour to 60k an hour I did 206 beats per minute for 12 seconds that's how hard I went to try and stay in that first group of 20 and then it all came back together so yeah properly killed myself um, but the breakaway still managed to push on 
and not get caught there and then all the GC road teams blocked the road and they went back out to a minute and there was a bit of a plan to take the intermediate sprints as well so yeah got back on the front did the donkey work pulled them back um, before the intermediate sprint so the boys could just be in position for that nip some points and then yeah it was all for the sprint after that and I guess it went to plan and didn't go to plan all at the same time um, sat there in the, the team meeting if I was going to sort of roughly repeat what was said yeah just trying to be in position for those roundabouts and then the lead out guys to do as long as turn as possible and keep the bunch in one line just to yeah so then Fabio would be in the perfect position and hopefully have the best legs coming in for the last long I think it was an 800 meter straight dragging up to the line um, and as you can see the boys did string it out big time um, but also Fabio lost the wheel or got pushed off the wheel or yeah I'm not sprinting I'm not going to try and pretend uh, I know what I'm talking about here really um, but anyway they lost him he lost them but also he, I think he spent a lot of energy trying to get back to them and after a long day in the sun yeah uh, just didn't quite have it and couldn't follow them because they were yeah they were the boys were flying but Florian saved the day, did an outrageous sprint, um, I've heard what numbers he did for 30 seconds there because he really had to go along but was already pulling and uh, I think it was Krieger from Alperson launched without model on his wheel but anyway he launched and Florian followed him and then yeah carried on going, he had Trenton on his shoulder but gave him a, almost a bike length in the end as well so wow yeah that was uh, some sprint and really well deserved for him yeah very very happy i think he uh i think he deserved that one after a lot of uh, fantastic work as a teammate and yeah we had a big celebration big do last night as you can imagine um and always a great atmosphere celebrating a victory there were some finer points that had to be discussed over over the um this and that other the lead out for future future lead outs but um, yeah thankfully none of that's my, really my business so I could just keep my head down and see what everyone's saying but onto today and into the mountains so yeah see how the legs are after 175k of chugging away yesterday. Sorry for all the extra noises and stuff on the bus. We've got a 450 kilometer transfer now. Time's flying by. Sunk a couple of beers straight in. Got on the bus, first priority. Try and make the whole thing go a little bit more pleasant. Um, so yeah, that's do morale good. That's do morale a lot of good. And we've also made it to the second rest day is also great for morale because it's a hard weller so far um, today was one for the yeah today was one to remember difficult day in terms of the parkour but an extremely difficult day in terms of the racing uh, once again our tactic was get some of the boys up the road particularly me Maori, Badgie, 
and see if the other lads could give us a hand before finding a gruppetto and taking it easy to the line. But uh, yeah, complicated when straight from the off, <coughs> sorry, straight from the off, we're all in the gutter, crosswinds going full. Cherney put everyone in the gutter but took care of uh, Maori, Badgie, had them in a nice front group of roughly 20 riders, but there's some GC guys up there. I know Sepp Fussell's up there, I know De La Cruz is up there. And I think even someone else. So a lot of stress behind. Movie star started pulling, Wanty started pulling. Even Kyoral were pulling at one moment, you know, it was carnage. They went through some towns and then Journey put it half road even more in the gutter. Spat some more of the boys out the break. And I think there was only 10 guys just chopping off full, dangling ahead of the bunch. Uh, Maori, Churney, world's strongest man, Magnus Cottonielsen also there. Not exactly sure who else. They survived a miraculously long time because behind we were going full, full noise. Bahrain, uh, DSM, constantly attacking, constantly riding, trying to close the gap because they didn't have anyone in the break. I was doing my best to not really block the road, but cover moves from Bahrain, DSM, get them frustrated, make them give up, trying to get the gap out, but they didn't give up, um, and it kept going and going. Another day where the first hour of racing was more than 50 kilometers. And then, yeah, I managed to have my own moment, really. We got on a unclassi sorry, unclassified climb, probably about 60, 70k in managed to position myself well up between the front they were going hard um, and I did a big sprint over the top I think there was already two or three guys dangling off the front and I got myself on Yoni Zagiri's wheel know he's fast at downhill and just screamed at him go full um, and yeah he took the descent as fast as he could I was pinned in the wheel praying I could follow him because he's a yeah he's a really fast ascender really skillful bike rider uh, I did the best I could to follow him, but yeah, it didn't split. It didn't split, but I get, you know, burning a lot of matches, sprinting out of every corner. I'm sure behind it wasn't any easier, um, but this was like now. Yeah, again, almost two hours full gas racing. I had been eating, I had been drinking. And then we hit the first classified climb and I was completely cooked. Um, it just sort of hit me by like a ton of bricks. I was out of drinks, squeezing as many gels down my throat as possible begging fans, begging random swanniers, begging other riders for drinks because I didn't want to go back to the car because I didn't think I'd get back and it was sort of still full gas racing, guys going off the front and I was just dying. Big shout out to a couple of fans who gave cold bottles of water on the first climb and I think Michael Matthews also gave me a spare one that he got from a swanier that kind of saved me. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, what goes around comes around. I'd like to think I've given a few few bottles in my time, but today, yeah, I was the one who really needed it. At the top of that first climb, it was a pretty solid group that had gone. Difficult for me to say exactly what was happening, but I'm not sure if Michael was already solo at that point, but Badgie was in the front group, along with about 18 other guys, I think, but bodies everywhere I think it was like splitting different pieces and then sort of all came back together from the vague vague understanding I had in the radio um, but behind yeah I was feeling better came round 
kind of wanted to survive the day. Uh, I kind of wanted to push myself, you know, day before the rest day, kind of felt like I had nothing to lose. And then we arrived at the long climb of the day, which felt very v familiar. I've been talking to some of the guys. I think we might have done it on stage 20 of the the Vuelta when uh, it was raining and miserable and I was crying because I had a sore, sore body and lost my top 10. But I'm not sure. I think we might have turned off halfway up the climb and gone a different way. But the start of it was really, really familiar. I don't know if I'm right or wrong there. Tried to stay out, tried to stay in the wheels. But Wanty were just riding an incredible pace, yeah. You could argue that, what are they riding for? You know, there was no GC threats up the road and uh, Jersey was under control and they didn't need to put him on the limit, but they just seemed to be riding with, you know, the added boost of having the, the leader's jersey. From what I heard from the DSs after the race, they still had five, six guys still there until like, 10k to go even so yeah they're riding incredibly well and uh, was probably only 5k into that long climb that I got dispatched found a nice group took care of myself grabbing bottles and I enjoyed myself with all the fans and everything giving a few waves and throwing bottles to kids and whatnot anything you can just to make the life in the group out a little bit easier but in the end, some guys came from behind, we caught some guys ahead and we had a nice group of 20 that could just sort of roll through from the top of that last long climb, take the descent, little chop off. The last climb wasn't so hard really. And then yeah, get in, get a fanter in me, get back to the bus. The life of the Vuelta, life of the Grand Tour, we got a long transfer now to get us north roughly five hours from the finish of the race to the hotel so we've got dinner prepared from our chef spaghetti bolognese I'm still saving mine I've just been eating uh, crisps and salted cashew nuts so far and yeah a couple of beers I'll soak that up and then heat up the spaghetti bolognese in a bit other than that what can I say Fabio and the guys behind survived all good which is a good thing important um, but yeah in front in terms of uh, the climbers of the team I guess we can honestly say we gave it a good shot Maori really put his uh, heart and soul into it uh, killed himself in the first flat 50k Badgie was also in there one moment I was in the front in one moment maybe not as much as the other boys but still blew my doors Badgie got in the move and then, yeah, also blew his door. Wasn't for lack of trying, which is always uh, reassuring, but morale's good on the bus. And, yeah, looking forward to a rest day tomorrow. Already decided I'm not going to ride. Just pretty, pretty tired. Legs are sore knees are sore, I've just got achy knees from riding five hours a day basically, grinding away it's not tendonitis, it's not a problem, it's just achy knees, it's just yeah, they need a break, too much cycling, um, so yeah plan is get into the hotel get to bed, stay in bed as long as possible and then do absolutely nothing tomorrow and uh, yeah then on Tuesday we'll see what's see what's going on because it could be uh, 
last big chance for the team to go for a stage win, or the obvious one anyway. I think that's my uh, audio diary for today. But anyway, thanks to all the listeners. Keep them coming. This was an episode of Kilometer Zero by The Cycling Podcast, supported by Super Sapiens. It was produced by Adam Bowie.